People love stories. Whether you're the one telling them or you're just listening, they're universally enjoyed and are the foundation of most cultures. Some of the more interesting tales, in my opinion, involve unique creatures, legends, and myths that have been handed down through the generations. Sometimes they're completely made up to help clarify a message, and other times they are factual retellings of incidents so that people know their history. And still other times, it can be, of course, a bit of both. This topic was suggested by one of our Patreon members, so thanks for the idea, Lauren. I hope you enjoy this one and that we do it justice. If you guys want to show a little support to our channel or get access to an exclusive library of uncensored videos, then go check us out at patreon.com slash scarymysteries. The links are down in the description below. Thank you guys for tuning in. And now, here are some of those stories where it's up to you to decide how much of them are actually true. These are five terrifying Native American folklores. Number five, the Rolling Heads. North America is inhabited by a wide variety of different indigenous people, each with their own rich cultures and history that date back long before the first European settlers arrived. The Cheyenne, Cree, and Wintu, to name a few, have this popular legend called the Rolling Heads. The Rolling Heads, as the phrase suggests, are undead, disembodied human heads with long, tangled hair that roll along the ground. As scary as that already sounds, these heads would roll around in pursuit of victims that they would kill and then devour. Though this may sound like the head is the culprit of chaos, some versions of this folktale would portray this menacing creature as a victim who is simply seeking revenge. In the Cheyenne legend, there lived a man, his wife, and two children, and the husband often went out to hunt for food. But every time before he left, he would paint his wife's face and body. Unbeknownst to him, the woman would go down to the lake where she took off her clothes as if to bathe. And while there, she would summon a large snake from the waters. The serpent would then ask her to come to it, and she did as she was told, and this was something she did every morning. One day, the husband got curious and asked his wife how she was able to remove the paint from her face and body. She answered that she just takes a bath in the lake. The next morning, the man went out as if to hunt. However, he diverted from his usual route and went near the lake where he hid himself from view. Indeed, he saw his painted wife come to the lake shore and call the snake. Just as she usually did, she took off her clothes and entered the water, and the snake was soon around her. Infuriated with what he saw, the husband left his hiding place and jumped on the snake. With a large knife in hand, he then cut it to pieces. Then he got hold of his wife, whom he killed as well. And he cut her up and took her flesh back home where he cooked it up and gave it to their children to eat. On that very same night, the family saw their mother's head rolling towards their house. Everyone fled, including the two children, who ran and ran, but 
the head kept on pursuing them. Exhausted, the two stopped, and one of them drew a line from which their mother's rolling head could no longer cross. Some versions of this tale would have the head actually devouring its own family members, and after consuming them, it went to the village center and ate all the townsfolk. Then it went to another village doing the same, and another, and another after that, until it finally ran out of people to eat. Though fantastical, the thought of heads rolling around causing havoc, and even worse, eating everyone, is something that's truly horrifying. Number 4. The Wild Man of the Woods, a.k.a. The Bookless In a coastal region of British Columbia live the Quakoodle, Native American people that still thrive to this day, numbering at about 3,000 as of the latest consensus. Though sparse, their myth is thought to be one of the most enduring and surprisingly, one of the most popular folktales in the entire country. Called the Bookwis, the supposedly ethereal being lives on the edge of the forest that lies near the ocean shore. Locals refer to him as the Wild Man of the Woods, and, as what the name suggests, this creature lurks in the thickness of the forest and at the mouths of creeks. It's here where he supposedly entices the souls of those who have perished in the area to eat some food out of cockle shells, and if they do, they get to live with him and sometimes even they themselves become a bookless. The legend also talks about how he lives in an invisible house hidden deep in the woods. And this is where the spirit of those who partake with the ghost food live as well. He is supposed to bring them back to life during the winter dance season. Physically, the wild man of the woods looks nothing short of frightening. The stories often portray him as being tall, skeletal, and long-haired. And the masks made to represent him shows him having prominent eyebrows that almost cover the entirety of his forehead. His round, large eyes appear to be set in a pair of sunken eye sockets, its gaze even piercing and sometimes menacing. The bookwis is also characterized by his nose, which is often carved to look like that of a bird's beak. His ears stand up straight and ever alert, as if he is keen on detecting the next soul that he's going to get. Meanwhile, his entire facial structure has elaborate ridges carved into them for him to look like a skull. One can't help but observe the similarities of the Bookwis to that of Sharon, which is a character in Greek mythology. The latter is supposed to be tasked by the gods to ferry over the rivers, Styx, and Achiron, the souls of the dead. In payment, Charon receives a coin that was placed in the mouth of the corpse. As you can see, both Bookwis and Sharon concern themselves with the passing of the souls into the afterlife. Like his Greek counterpart, the wild man of the woods also sets a condition, that is, for the dead to eat the ghost food before he can bring them into his world. Number 3. Tale of the Baycock Many of us have heard stories of forests inhabited by supernatural beings that haunt its dark and desolate regions. 
The forests of America are no exception, and for that, the Native Americans have their own story to tell. According to the Chippewa people, one such creature comes in the form of a warrior skeleton. It's called the Baycock, and depending on the sources, this dreadful being has multiple origin stories, which paints it either as an evil revenant that knows nothing but to cause death, or a vengeful spirit who kills those who committed despicable acts against the forests. Regardless, the Baycock is a force to reckon with. In the legends, this emaciated creature is said to fly through the forests of the Great Lakes region. To instill fear in the hearts of its victims, the Baycock will let out a cry described as being shrill. This effectively renders their targets motionless, making it easy to go for the kill. While it uses a heavy war club to bludgeon its victims, this red-eyed hunter prefers a bow that fires invisible, poison-tipped arrows. Once hit, the unfortunate victim goes into a deep, dreamless sleep, and the prey is now at the predator's mercy. As often told, the baycock would unsheath a silver knife, which it then uses to slice open the victim's stomach. With its dried, bony hand, this undead creature would reach out far into the person's cavity to then remove their liver. Once removed, the revenant would then consume the organ all by itself. And after having its fill, the baycock would get a rock and shove it right into the empty part where the liver was taken. The whole process finishes off with the spectral hunter sewing the wound shut with a magic thread that supposedly erases any signs of incision on the skin. And things get even weirder when the unsuspecting victim then wakes up, finding himself lost in the middle of the woods. Most likely, he would remember nothing of his encounter with the otherworldly being. Even more surprising in this tale is that the oblivious individual would get to live for days or even weeks without knowing that their organ was gone. And then, all of a sudden, the victim becomes violently sick and eventually dies. Hunters, soldiers, trappers, and even campers, the baycock never discriminates when the time to feed comes. So, should the baycock still be feared to this day? Many people believe so, because even if reports of encounters have become very rare, hikers and backpackers still go missing for unknown reasons. Who are we to say that these unexplainable disappearances are not the doings of the Baycock? Number 2. Tale of the Adlet As fascinating as they are, myths offer reflection to the ideals and oftentimes history of a culture in an entertaining, but nonetheless terrifying way. The Inuit tribe, for instance, tells the story of an intriguing race of humanoid creatures we now call the Adlet. The tale begins with a woman named Navirasang, which means the girl, who lives with her father, Severe Kong. Navirasang was unlike any other woman, as she intends not to marry for the rest of her life, and for this she was called Uini Gumisitung, or She Wouldn't Take a Husband. Suitors surrounded her, but she chose none of them. Instead, she marries a dog 
named Drakang. It has white and red spots all over its body, and this rather unlikely union bore them ten children. Five are dogs, the other five are creatures which have a dog's body for their lower half and a man's body for the upper half. Jir Kang knows nothing about hunting and thus their children went very hungry. Severe Kong then had no choice but to provide for his daughter's family. However, the father had enough of the situation and so he decided to send them off to a small island. He did promise to provide them with meat for their sustenance. One day, Jir Kang volunteered to get their ration, and so his wife hung a pair of boots around her husband's neck for which the meat was supposed to be placed. He arrived at the shore, but Severe Kong thought of something sinister to do. Instead of giving him the promised meat, he put stones inside the boots. It was too late for the dog to realize what the father-in-law had done to him, and so... Laden with the weight, Jirkang drowned as he headed back to the island. Navir Sang found out about the cruelty and was of course angered by it, so she, together with her ten children, hopped on a boat and rowed towards her father's home to exact their revenge. She instructed the young ones to attack their grandfather, but Kong managed to push off the family's boat away from his shore and even chopped off his daughter's fingers. The severed limbs then turned into whales and seals when they fell into the ocean. Fearing that her father would kill the Adlets, Virsang sent the hybrids away to another continent. They would then become the Europeans' ancestors. The stories continue to tell the tales of the Adlet, It is said that this canine-like creature stood taller than the Inuits and even the white people. True to their nature, adlets are said to be quite aggressive, especially when hungry or provoked. Having the attributes of a wolf, they are known to be able to run fast as well. They do sometimes come in conflict with human beings, but the latter would oftentimes emerge victorious. Native Americans sure do know how to create some of the most fantastical lores, but the story of the Adlet is definitely nothing short of being gruesome, as it is terrifying. Number 1. Tale of the Wendigo The Wendigo is perhaps one of the most well-known Native American legends, so much so that it's seen countless depictions in mainstream popular culture like in movies, TV shows, and comic books. Yes, you heard that right. In an issue of Marvel's popular comic series, The Uncanny X-Men, this terrifying man-eating ice creature appears as a monster that the heroes have to deal with. But far from its popularity, this famous cryptid holds a special place in the culture and history of the Algonquin people. Despite having an insatiable appetite for human flesh, the Wendigo is described to be almost 15 feet tall with a body that appears to be extremely thin with nothing but skin to hold the bones together. A voracious predator, this horrifying monster, is never satisfied with his cannibalistic urges. He gets to eat when he wants to, where he wants, and whoever he wants. 
The Wendigo's history of existence varies largely, but regardless of what version you have heard, this insanely carnivorous creature is the last thing that you want to run into, especially when hiking in the woods. One common story thread portrays the Wendigo as a once human hunter who got lost along his way. In a desperate effort to survive, he was then forced to eat human flesh, and apparently he liked the taste of it, and from that point on, a monster was born. Interestingly, another retelling places the Wendigo as somewhat of an evil spirit that curses humans by possessing them. Once he gets inside their minds, the victims would then become Wendigos themselves. As strange as it already is, one real-life murder case reveals a Native American named Swift Runner who, according to reports, claimed to be possessed by a Wendigo spirit. It was during the winter of 1879 when the man killed his whole family for no reason at all. And after that, he ate their flesh. Despite his defense, the accused was hanged for his brutal crime. In the same vein, countless other stories tell of people possessed by the spirit forcing them to commit murder and cannibalism. The vast majority of Wendigo sightings supposedly occur sometime between the 1800s and the 1920s. Reports have dwindled since then, but in 2019, an alleged sighting emerged somewhere in the Canadian wilderness. Hikers swore that they heard mysterious howls while trekking the wilds. Unlike that of wolves or other wild beasts, this one definitely gave them an eerie feeling, the kind that raised the hairs on the back of their necks. Some were even forced to turn back on their tracks, having feared for their lives. Whether you believe the Wendigo exists and lurks in the woods waiting for its next prey, the stuff of nightmares is more than just a story meant to scare people. Rather, it was told for the purpose that it would serve as a cautionary tale, a reminder for the people to never underestimate the vastness of the wilderness and the secrets that it supposedly keeps. So that's it for our podcast today, guys. Please don't forget to rate us and share this content with your friends. And for even more intriguing and fascinating stories, you might want to head over to our Everytown podcast where we tell some of the craziest true crime cases that have happened all around the country. Thank you very much for tuning in, and I'll see you in the next episode.